Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, we're on our third Sidra, our third Aliyah of this Torah portion of R.K. Mot, After the Death, and we're in Leviticus chapter 16, verses 25 through 34, and I want to focus in on verses 29 and 31. Now, this is, we, we just got done discussing the Yom Kippur service that the Kohen Hagadol, that the high priest initiates and performs uh, with with the bulls and, and, and with the goats, and, and we already talked about the scapegoat and things of this nature. Now this gets a little bit more personal and talks about the individual's responsibility in regards to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. It says in verse 29, it is to be a statute until Jesus comes. Eh, wrong. No, it doesn't say that. It says, it is to be a statute to you forever that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, now that's on the Hebraic calendar, that's the month of Tishri and the tenth day of Tishri, you are to afflict your souls. To afflict your souls? What does afflicting your soul means? Okay, glad you asked. We're going to get into that. Other passages or other translations says that you must deny yourself. You must deny yourself. So it is to be a statute forever that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you are to deny yourself or you are to afflict your souls. That's number one. Number two, do not do any kind of work, both the native born and the outsider dwelling among you. Wow, that kind of sounds like a Sabbath. You're not supposed to work on a Sabbath. Well, that's true because every high holy day, every uh, holy day mentioned in Leviticus 23 uh, is, is like a Sabbath. You're not to do any work on it. And it says, for on this day, atonement will be made for you to cleanse you from all your sins and you will be clean before Adonai. It is a Sabbath. There you go. That's why you're not working. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you. And you are to afflict your souls. You are to deny yourself. It is a statute until Jesus comes. No, it is a statute forever. Uh, so you have this word forever in connection to the Day of Atonement. Uh, you know, so uh, here we go. All right. So what is what is afflicting your soul or denying yourself means? Well, let me read to you another passage from Scripture, and maybe you could, we could put this into a little bit of a perspective for you. In 2 Samuel chapter uh, 23, verses 13 through 17, King David was held up in the cave of Adullam with his men, and he became thirsty. And it says, Once the three of the thirty chiefs went down and came to David at the cave of Adullam during the harvest, while a troop of Philistines was camping in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, while the garrison of the Philistines was in Bethlehem. David said longingly, Oh, who would get me water to drink from the well which is by the gate of Bethlehem? He was really craving this Bethlehem well water, right? So verse 16 says, So the three mighty men broke through the Philistine lines. I mean, they were, they were battling. Right? I mean, they had their swords drawn and they were, you know, doing all the martial arts, flying and kicking and, and, and you know, uh, you know, just running through the, 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 the troops. So the three mighty men broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem by the gate, took it and brought it to David. 
They're like, hey, David's craving Bethlehem well water. Bethlehem well water is what David's going to get. Let's do it, guys. However, David would not drink it, but poured it out to Adonai. What? What? I, I, I mean, what did he mean by this? Was, was, was he insulting these men after they literally risked their lives to get in Bethlehem well water? Ah, see, that's the point. He did it because they risked their lives. Verse 17, he said, far be it from me, Adonai, that I should do this, that I should drink this Bethlehem well water. The blood of the men who went in to jeopardize their lives. I mean, drinking this well water would be like, would be like drinking their blood because they risked their lives. You know, this, this Bethlehem well water is not worthy to be drunk anymore because these men risked their lives for it. I'm going to deny myself of this Bethlehem well water. I'm going to afflict my soul so as not to drink this Bethlehem well water. And what does it say that he did? He poured it out as a drink offering unto the Lord. He poured it out on the ground as a drink offering to the Lord. So back to Leviticus chapter 16, this is what denying yourself traditionally means. Denying yourself traditionally means that you fast for a 24-hour period, for an entire day. You fast, you afflict your soul. Why? So you can have time to contemplate and to think about the Day of Atonement and all the seriousness and ramifications of it. And, and now, as believers, we can use that day of fasting to think of the ultimate atonement, which was Yeshua's death on the cross. He was that ultimate sacrificial goat of, of, of the Yom Kippur service. He was also, rolled into one, the scapegoat as well. Uh, he embodied all of these sacrifices, and we can deny ourselves and afflict our souls by saying, you know what? I'm not going to eat today because I'm going to think about the seriousness of this day, and I'm going to think about you know, what was done in the past and what the Lord done for me uh, on this day to bring atonement for me. And so this is what afflicting yourself meant. Now, people wonder, well, I mean, that's the old law, right? I mean, Jesus came and did away with the law. No, he came to do away with the penalty of the law, not the law itself. So what is the penalty of the law? The law is death. He nailed death to the cross. So he didn't do away with the law. He did away with the penalty of the law. And we even see the Apostle Paul, who's supposedly the biggest proponent of antinomianism there is, to say that the law has been done away with. But yet in Acts chapter 27, verse 9, it implies that he kept the capital T, capital F, the fast. What is the fast? The fast is Yom Kippur. It's the only most important fast on the Jewish calendar that everybody kept. And so even after Paul's conversion, even after the resurrection, we see that believers in Messiah Yeshua kept the fast. Why? So that they could be saved? So that they, they could be forgiven? No, that wasn't the point of it at all. It had nothing to do with being forgiven. It had everything to do with appreciation of that forgiveness and the meditating on the greatness of that atonement. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless. Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shemer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, we're continuing in our Torah portion called Kiddushim, which means holiness, which is taken from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 1, going all the way to chapter 20, verse 27. We are on our third Sidra, our third Aliyah of this week, and uh, we're going to be focusing in on verse 32, of chapter 19. Now, before I get into that verse, I just wanted to let you know that Kiddushim 
and uh, the Torah portion Akremot, both of these together are usually read uh, in one sitting uh, during a regular year. But during a, a leap year, which is this year on the Hebraic calendar, it is divided into two Torah portions. But these two Torah portions, or double Torah portions, if you will, um, on regular years, uh, basically this is an explanation or an expository teaching on the Ten Commandments. You will find the Ten Commandments elaborated and then explained within these two Torah portions. So I think that's very, very interesting. So you have just the you know regular thou shalt and thou shalt nots in the Ten Commandments, but they're elaborated and explained in Akremot and Kedoshim. So let's get to verse 32. It says, you are to rise up in the presence of the gray-haired and honor the presence of the elderly. So you will fear your God, I am Adonai. Boy, a far cry from that are we today, my friends. I remember the day when we would honor our elders. We would honor the gray head. We would not make fun of them. We would not sass them. We would not talk back to them. We would give up our seats for them. We would give them honor in first place in any and every situation. And now it is every man for themselves. I can't get out of my head that Facebook meme where there are people sitting on a subway and most of them are, you know, you know, Gen Xers or, you know, um, you know, uh, millennials. And they're sitting there on the subway, their heads buried in their phone, and then they're there's this poor, old, frail, bent over, hunchback lady that's hanging on for dear life on a subway pole. It's like, couldn't one of those people give up their seat for this lady? I remember back in the day, you know, when I could be out in public and if I'm just being a nasty little kid, it doesn't matter who it is. Any grown up, any gray head could come to me and reprimand me and rebuke me and correct me and say, hey, you need to stop doing that, son. And I would listen and I would obey and I would say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, now it's like, who are you? You're not the boss of me. You're not my mom and dad. The mom and dad comes and says, who are you to tell my kid what to do? I mean, man, what a far cry have we come from this verse. I used to grow up in a day where you, you used to say sir and ma'am to an elderly person that you did not know. And now it's like, hey, dude, or what's up, bro? <laughs> I mean, come on, where is the respect? Now there is a um, um, kind of like Kind of like the Jewish version of the Amplified Bible called Onkelos, and it is an Aramaic translation. And Onkelos, he reads into this, you are to rise up in the presence of the gray hair, of the gray-headed, and honor the presence of the elderly. He reads into this that you are supposed to also to respect your teachers, those who are elders and gray head and earn that gray hair by hard study. Um, so I think that's very interesting too. And, you know, we really don't honor those that teach us that well anymore either. Um, you know, everybody should have a mentor. Everybody should um, sit under uh, some sort of teacher that they can depend on, rely on, and trust. Not saying that you have to take everything they say for gospel truth, because even the Apostle Paul, he uh, uh, praised the Bereans for questioning him and for researching what he said to make sure what he said was actually in the Torah. You know, so, but nonetheless, uh, I've had many, many uh, teachers and mentors in my life, and some of them, um, you know, are teaching me from beyond the grave because they left videos behind, and I'm just like, wow, I wish I really could have met them, you know, and I love their style of teaching, and you could just see the passion and the love coming out of that. So let's let's kind of revive an old custom, an old tradition, 
an old thing that our society has lost and has left behind is arcane and archaic in this woke progressive liberal society where there is no gender where there is no you know uh, respect or boundaries let's bring this back and uh, let's start showing love care and compassion and favor and help the elderly whether we know them or not give up a seat on a bus uh, you know get let them go in line first at the post office or the, or the grocery store give them preferential treatment because they've had a hard road and their gray hair is proof that they've earned and deserved uh, you know that respect and uh, maybe one day um, you know uh, we'll be treated the same way uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And it's kind of like the boomerang effect. What you do to somebody else is going to come back on you. If you show love, care, and respect to somebody, eventually that's going to come back to you as well. And that's something that we all want. So let's revive this old tradition. And guys, look for opportunities today and this week to do just that. Thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless. And if you get a chance, go on YouTube and find Todd Shopperize truth and encouragement youtube channel he's another messianic torah obedient brother like myself really good friend of mine and he has some uh, you know short videos with really great things to say that's going to speak edification truth and encouragement into your life guys thanks again for listening shalom and god bless